שלום צילי. דן תדמור, ה-CEO of ANU, that used to be בית התפוצות, the larger Jewish museum, in the world, in the world, based in Tel Aviv. Wonderful, wonderful, new, fantastic, great museum. Architectural and functional and beautiful building. And the main thing, what's inside. You're right, but you know, it's also important. The content, the content. But you have an integration between the outside and the inside. Don't let me interrupt you, you can go on. That's okay, we will. We know you. I will interrupt. She has to stop me all the time. Listen, new elections in Israel. I don't think there's anybody in the world who doesn't know what happened to our little country. And since we are part of also the Jewish community in the United States, and I see that the conservative and the reform communities are worried about the relations with the new government in Israel. How can we calm them down? How can we still keep wonderful relations with all the Jews that are very, very dear to us and very important to us? How? Well, uh, the question of the relationship, so, so the, uh, the two largest Jewish communities in the world by far are Israel and North America. Mm-hmm. So there are about 15 million Jews in the world and about 12, depending on how you count, but right. 12 and a half, 13 million are Israel and North America, almost in equal sizes. Okay? Um, and so the relationship between those two communities is hugely important. And through the uh, decades, it has gone through several phases. Um, people don't remember or people don't know that uh, at the beginning of Zionism, it wasn't clear whether American Jewry was on board with Zionism, and not all of it was, okay? Um, and even after the establishment of the State of Israel, some Americans were not enthusiastic Zionists. And I'm not only talking about ultra-Orthodox, but other Americans as well. Um, and so we've gone through changes, and we've always been strong enough to persevere, and re- the relationship between these communities has always survived challenges. Um, in recent years, there have been more and more challenges. Um, I think it also has to do with the fact that these two communities are growing more and more distinct. So there used to be a time when at least some of us had relatives. If you, if you were in Israel, you had relatives in America. If you're American, you had relatives in Israel. Uh, they become two more separate and distinct communities, and that has its challenges as well. Um, I So I think it's an ongoing process. And, and I think what it requires from both sides, let, let's forget the government for now. Let's talk about the people, okay? Let's talk about Jewish people in Israel and Jewish people in America. Governments change, right? Both here and in America. Um, the more that I've thought about it in recent years, and, and I've been here a full decade at the, uh, at the museum, So I've had a lot of time to think about Jewish identity and these relationships. In recent years, I've, I've, been, I've begun to think about it more uh, in terms of love, of Avat Israel, mm-hmm. um, which is a very old term. And, 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 and maybe if, if we think long and hard enough, we could find some terminology that says the same thing, but I'm talking about the relationship. And, and in recent, I'd say in the recent 
two to three years, I've come to the conclusion that Ahavat Yisrael, the love, the emotional part, is the necessary condition, is the prerequisite. It's not the result. Mm-hmm. I don't think you go through the mind and, and then convince the heart. If the heart isn't there, if there isn't a sense of family between Jews, then, then nothing will we do will ever stick. Love it. That's, mm-hmm. that's, where I, that's what I feel now. What, what uh, do you think? Basically, what you're saying, and this is something that I feel, well, I'm not sure that that's what you say, but I'll be less careful. Um, I feel that uh, the museum should be um, should be the heart for the Jews that are not wanted in Israel. And um, um, the definition of who is a Jew and how much you need to be in the Jewish uh, sense in order to be part of the Am Israel is 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 lacking now, you know, with the with the new definitions. And and we are in Israel, it's a Jewish state, and uh, we do have this museum, and there is a humongous community outside of Israel that is going to suffer. But and I think that that we to need suffer? to open because the new government uh, declared that uh, the conservative and reformed Jews are not welcome uh, to. But he's talking about love and, I know. and something that we have to do. You see, you and me would love Israel, even if we are now so difficult to love the state because of the new government. Let's put the government but aside. That's, yeah, but we have to walk like what he says. We have to see how we can share the love with the other religions, with the religious. Anu should be. It's a... not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, love is the most important thing, always. Uh, love Israel because we're Jewish. Okay, very important, very good. But Israel but, needs to love. To need... love Israelis need to love Jews all over the That's world, right? right. Whoever they are, need to welcome everybody That's in the right. Jewish community. Also, religious. That's why it, it, it needs to begin with unconditional love. Right. First of all, so okay? I love it what you say. It's amazing. That's why I, I think I, the museum should welcome everybody in right. spite of and create. Uh, not a substitute home, but a center, a core to all these communities that feel unwanted with the new government. Tell me something, maybe it's ignorance. I'm sorry to ask it. Is Anu now has different, you know, displays of all the, you know, the Satmer and the Hasidim and the Gur? They have everything. Different, yes, you do? Yeah. So a little bit about the... So, so let's Clearly, zoom out. I was second. in the museum. My memory is not like it was, but I have a point. It's everything. We should make sure that they come in. Let's say invite the Satmer people to look at the room and suggest what and if there is things they want to put in and enlarge it. This is something else. No, when this I'm is to- what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about. Oh, you, you. Okay. When I'm to- what I'm talking about, it's not to welcome all the. Uh, kind of Jews in Israel. In Israel, it's fine. I'm talking about the communities outside of Israel that are going to be unwanted in Israel. But that will bring everybody together, I'm sure. No, you mix politics and the other I only use heart. If we can get to the heart of the Guru people, if, then we can get through their heart 
So they will um, also embrace oh, the reforms. So let, let's break this down a little bit, okay? First of all, the museum, uh, one of its principles is that it represents everyone. Okay. So every, every Jew, and most probably every person, but let's start with Jews. Every Jew find is able to see in themselves the yeah. in the museum, right? So there's, there's, it's a descriptive museum. It describes the Jewish world currently and historically, okay? So there's room for everyone and everyone is represented, okay? Now, if someone, if a visitor comes and says, um, uh, listen, I, I don't feel that I'm represented, okay? That's something that we need to listen to and address. And we, and, and we listen to visitors. It's a very um, humbling experience to open a museum because mm -hmm. we've had over half a million visitors since we opened last year mm -hmm. and we listen to them. We have dissected something like 60,000 questionnaires that we've distributed and collected, okay? And seven people read every comment and we listen, okay? Some of the things that we, listen, that we hear are technical. It's too cold. Malasot, it's a museum that has objects that it needs to be climate control. It's too noisy. Some people complain because it's a very busy museum. You've been to it, okay? And for some people, it's too much. Some people say it's too crowded. What are you going to do? People come. We just had Hanukkah. We had days of 2,000 visitors. We're not going to turn anybody away. But a lot of the comments have to do with context. And, um, and so when someone says, I feel I'm not represented, that's something that we need to address. Sometimes they're correct and sometimes they're not, okay? But sometimes we have people saying, no, my problem is I'm represented, that's fine, but why are they represented, okay? Why are you showing us other Jews that we don't condone? That I have a problem with. I mean, it makes me sad. Agree with there's me. nothing that I can do to address the issue. We're not going to hide or mask or put away any anybody real group of Jews, okay? Right. And if someone comes in and is bothered by the very fact that next to them there is someone else, there's not a lot that I can do about it. And so, yes, all of the Orthodox denominations are represented, and all of the liberal denominations are represented, down to the smallest one, the Reconstructionist denomination. But I'm talking about two different things, because I know everybody is presented, I think everybody should be presented. I think every every Jew who comes to the museum should find himself, and um, that's obvious. It's for the Jewish people, and there are many kinds. And we're By the way, regardless of gender, age, yeah, ethnicity, yeah, yeah, yeah. not this only denomination. This is given. What I'm saying, what I'm worried is about the relations with the Jews outside of Israel who are not part of the um, the system, the Jewish system here that is against them. And I would like to find a way to create a place for them or a home or a center that has to do with Israel without aggravating the government and without getting hurt in the museum and still like keep them hugged like hot. in the in the somehow in the museum. And the question if we need to do anything about it, if we need to create something or at least uh, have connections with them, with the communities in the United States, with you know, to talk to them about it. Uh, what do you think that cannot, that don't feel related? They feel related. They, you talk about the reform, 
right? Reform and conservative. Yeah, I talk about everything. And so what do you have in, Amer in American Jewelry that they cannot find themselves now in the CP, museum? I'm the, asking, I don't know. It's not in the, it's not that. The Israeli, the, the Israeli government now is very ultra-Orthodox. They're against the conservative. And we speak about now. Today no. they come to the museum, they can find themselves? Of course. Okay, now let's get, okay, so this is one thing. Now we speak about the future since we have a new government, right? Yeah, but, but, but also, in, in, all, in all fairness, the, the government, the new government includes factions that reject reform and conservative Judaism, but that's not I, the position of the government. And I don't think it I ever know. will be the position. I understand. It's not the position of the government, but we have sections in the government that are rejecting the reform and the conservative. And the reform and conservative, we know how big they are, and we know how they don't like it because they want to be part of it, which is absolutely correct. So the question is, I feel that maybe there is a way to create at least spiritual or emotional uh base for them so they like what? they won't feel rejected and to do it through the museum because the government won't be here forever but it's like no. what we have to be specific in we, not, what no, to do. we cannot be specific because we have to figure it out and we have to think how to do it to welcome them and in spite of and not um, make anybody angry because the museum needs everything. So the museum so. should present himself, I think, as a home for everybody, every Jew. But it, and it, it will be a, right. It will it be. It's almost like right now we can ignore. I mean, we shouldn't. It doesn't matter what you know. The Otsma Yudit or the Kahana people think about it. They do. They represent. Every Jew, right? Let me let me let me address it this way. You mix too many uh, things. The no, so 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 let me let me try and, and and formulate this. So the museum in its first iteration as Betat Futsot Diaspora Museum um, was open for over forty years. It opened in seventy eight and and it reopened in twenty in uh, twenty one. Okay. Uh, and when we built this museum, we didn't do it for one year or five years or a single government or regime, or even, it's a museum for a lifetime, right? right. Hopefully we did, we did a good enough job for the museum to be relevant for decades. Not that it won't undergo changes, but, but the mainstay, course, the, the yeah. core exhibition is for decades. And so it needs to be resistant to, um, to, to, uh, to, to, to uh, uh, temporary changes. Right. Governments change um, here, right. there, whatever. What the museum needs to do is just maintain its identity completely. And storms will come and go, but what we can do, and by the way, what every Jew should do is maintain their identity. And we know what our identity is, okay? We're a museum that tells the story of the Jewish people. Yes. Geographically, historically, and thematically, and includes all Jews. Uh, it we 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 get criticism from all sorts of positions. We get criticism from one wing that says, "Why do you show us reform?" By the way, we, sometimes we get criticism from the other wing that says, "Why why is about half the museum dedicated to synagogues and the Bible and the covenants and the Jewish life cycle and yearly cycle?" Uh, this is hadata hadata. Uh, which you know is yeah. uh, is a Hebrew term for um, religious uh, coercion. This is religious coercion. Why were, if I'm a secular Jew, if I'm an atheist, 
why, when I come to the Jewish Museum, do you shove down my throat synagogues and covenants and Bibles? Well, all of this is Jewish identity, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and so as long as we remain um, uh, firm, yes. things will come and go. And we, but we this is we obvious. This is given. This is not obvious because you, you and me are afraid, or I think also you, deep down, you you like pray that they will not put a foot in the museum. They is the ultra-religious, the new ultra-religious. Well, now in the government and they were not such extremists. Guys, I'm I don't remember. Else. I'm talking about something else because the museum is there. It's not changing. It keeps room for everybody. Everybody is welcomed. Whoever wants to come, right. it's his. I'm talking about coming out from this safe zone and the collective zone and do something extra to communicate with the um, with different communities of Jews in the United States that are very worried and very hurt from what they hear from here. So this is something that I think in a very delicate way we should weave, you know, um, but he's doing it. the moment you say we are this and we are like a rock. We are not going left, we are not going right. No wind is going to shake us, except, you know, we, it's always. So I don't really know specifically what, what you wish. If they should be the voice, they should go out. And, and, and we are. So to, so Tilly, to a certain extent, we are the embassy of global tourism I know, I know, in Israel. I know, okay? I know. And, no, and, and this is not something that's, uh, that's trivial. Because one of the problems is that there's growing ignorance um, um, in Israel about the, the, the history and the present about global Jewry. Right. Uh, again, all of us used to have relatives all over the or, or our parents came from the diaspora. So we had firsthand or secondhand knowledge of the Jewish world outside of Israel. And um, the more Israelis that are second, third generation born in Israel, there's a growing ignorance, okay? Yes. And part of, one of our roles is to represent global Jewry, by the way, not only North America, there's millions of Jews in other places in the world, to the Israeli public, uh, just to, for them to acknowledge the very existence of the fact that there are, there's still a slight majority of Jews outside of Israel, mm -hmm. right? Israel is still not, not a majority, it's still not 51%. Okay, and not only are these people there, they have their distinct beliefs and lifestyles, etc., and they have a history. People in Israel are increasingly ignorant of the history of Jews outside of Israel in They're Europe and, and in America. Yeah, and so and so I think we play an important role in addressing that ignorance. Awareness is a, a good first step. Okay towards understanding. And then the, the, what I think you are correct about is that we need to make um, uh, uh, people feel welcome here. It needs to be a home for Jews when they come here. And it's, it increasingly is. I think that if you're an American Jew and you come to the museum, you feel at home. Yeah, um, it's a safe place. Yes. It's really a safe and, place. And, and in all of our activities, we always underscore the need for communication. We've established a center for dialogue 
Mm-hmm. The, the, the Tisch Center for Jewish Dialogue is a, is a physical space adjacent to the museum that specializes in talking intra-faith, that is within the Jewish people, and also interfaith, right? But it's meant for dialogue because, we, because like you said, it, 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 uh, people need to express themselves and they need to feel that they're listening. You know, to- I just need, I just think that um, with more sensitivity that for every negative voice that is coming out of Israel, they need to hear another positive voice that is coming towards them. They do for and They would, um, and it needs to be fed a little bit extra. Okay, and yeah. there's a lot yeah. of work to do um, on the other side, um, just, you know, to to calm them down and to welcome them. You know, Israel is Israel. Uh, it will change, it's changing as we speak. Um, but as we say, it's the Jewish home and the museum is the Jewish home. But I think that in a very sensitive way, we need to give them more padding. Tell me something. I, I don't know if I deviate and I don't know if I make sense, but you know, anti-Semitism, uh, we know it's it's increasing and stuff, but a lot of it is uh, with people who don't differentiate between Jewish and Israeli policy. You know what I mean? A lot of them, you know, yeah. against the occupation, they're against Jews. The question, if Anu can um, somehow help in making differentiation between the two, it, it's kind of weird to say it even, but the policy of the government, you know, let's say against, you know, with occupation, should we separate it from the Judaism because anti-Semitism is going to grow the more now I can see around the world and the United Nations and everybody, you know, is against Israel in a big way. And maybe the anti-Semitism is up in correlation. But I don't think that... So obviously we stay away from politics. Right. Um, museum cannot take care of everything. And it's right. not... And so, yeah, so, so we stay oh, away we. from politics. Who will do it? Not this museum. Who will? You see, I don't know why. They cannot take all the problems on their shoulders and so Yeah, come on, he can do it. You know, he has the white shoulder, but we know that the Anu is for everybody, not just Jewish people. So. Right? I don't know if Anu cannot, in a very slowly and delicate way, open up a channel for that, especially when he has those conversations. No, no. I yeah, know. so I think I think Tilly is right in that every organization should know what it specializes in and what the scope of what it what it does is. So we, first of all, we stay away from politics, and also we can't do everything. And this museum is politics. However, that's the however. Okay. Oh. When I when I came here ten years ago, if you'd have asked me um, about anti-Semitism, I would have probably said something like, "Yeah, it's still there, but it's a relic of the past." and Let's not dwell on it. That's not okay? right. That's not my position today. Okay. Right. So, so, so the the, uh, the decade, uh, the, this last decade, has really proven to us that anti-Semitism all over the world is a constant and it's growing, and and so we can't not address anti-Semitism. Okay, but the the position of this organization is that we what we're not going to do is fight the proponents of anti-Semitism. We, we, uh, we don't see a way of, 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 of um, influencing, or that is, we're not going to address, what we can address is our side, okay? So 
our belief is that the stronger your identity is, the more you know who you are, the more connected you are to your identity, the more resilient you are in fighting off anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Um, very often, Jews are faced with, with anti-Semitism with no tools to combat it because they're not even completely lit, uh, literate about their own identity, okay? We've seen this in campuses. We've seen this in other places. So you see a demonstration and claims are made that the demonstration in front of Jews, and we know because we're, we're more literate, we know that these are false claims, easily refutable, but the poor Jewish student there doesn't have enough information about their right. own identity to simply say, Mr. Demonstrator, you're talking- well, How can you reach the students? So, so maybe you should start there with the students. So what I'm saying is I'm not going to fight the demonstrator mm-hmm. bloating out anti-Semitic tropes, okay? Not because it's not important, but because it's beyond our scope. What I can do is reach the Jewish person that is faced with that and arm them with the information and strength of identity to face that sort of onslaught with better tools, okay? So you have a and that's where we concentrate. Well, um, up till a few years ago, it wasn't within, as I said, it wasn't within what we wanted to do. Now, when we're looking at the next five years of mm-hmm. this organization, yeah. so we're, we're preparing a strategic plan for the next five years. We've built the museum. It's a good museum. It's successful. Fine. Now, how do we leverage that success and how do we reach that excellence in other areas of activity? How do we establish educational programs, outreach, uh, digital initiatives, traveling exhibitions, public programming, both on-site and online, that are on the same level of excellence as the museum with the same message. And once we, and, and this is what we're going to implement in the next five years, that's the next mission. We've done the museum, the next level is Wonderful. to reach, uh, but we wanna reach huge numbers of people. We're talking about touching in various ways between one and 1.5 million Jews annually, okay? When I say touch, it's a museum visit, but it's also participating in educational programs, public programming, stuff like we do now, right? This is public programming. What we're doing now is public programming. It's Suzaman, right? But we, we need to establish a robust uh, platform of public programming. Um, digital initiatives, our databases need to be more engaging. And our target is to, to is uh, one to one point five million touch points a year. How much? Okay? Wow. one to one point five between one million and one point five million touch points. Yeah, okay, yeah, every year. Um, and we believe that if we do that, and if we establish ourselves as a leading uh, uh, dis- distributor of Jewish identity content that in that way we'll be serving Jewish identity and we'll also be serving the fight against anti-Semitism on our side. Okay. I don't know about the other side. That's a huge challenge. We can't do, as Siri said, we can't do everything. But you know, you call yourself Anu and this is what we miss now among the Jewish Israeli society. The Anu, this is what we miss. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the museum is doing everything they can. In but you order know me, to... I come and I want more. 
You no, know, I'm not kidding. So you know, I meet people. Do you? Yeah, but I need your guidance, his guidance. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not seeing. I see. The museum is working nonstop in order to elevate things and open up for more things, and it grew amazingly well, and it will keep growing because they do a great job. Um, and they cannot do everything, and they don't need to do everything. But uh, I will argue. <laughs> you know, no, who will do it? Silly, who is going not, to bring not. the Anu? Who is going to do it? Tell me. Well, I'm not telling you anything now because what Dan is doing, he's doing the Anu the way it should be with the museum. And I don't think we are here now to, to tell everybody what they need to do right now because all we want to know is to talk to Dan about it. I don't what's think. This, what's the? Because I feel silly that you're. Can you describe the sense of urgency that you're feeling? Well, you're in Israel now, but but in, when you're in America. In America, yes, because I hear. Can you describe it. I I can hear many. Look, many things had changed. Not only from here to there, also there. Um, you know, it's a time of many changes. But I think that the. The Jews in America, many Jews in America, not all of them, are very tuned to what's going on in Israel. So we we always have all kind of like a variety of in, in, uh, ideas about it. Maybe they interfere too much, maybe they do too much, but they do care very much. They do help Israel a lot. They do come to Israel all the time. And all, all of a sudden, they feel that it might be a big problem if those who don't agree with conservatism and reform, um, they won't have the same relations with Israel. And they're upset and they don't know how to deal with this yet. And uh, they, they might cut short help to Israel. So this is something that it's there. And you know, they're very tuned to what's going on here. And every time they talk about their relations and what to do and how to do, uh, and I feel that there's a little bit void that is created because of the atmosphere here that listen, this didn't didn't happen for for ages. The fact that conservative and reformed Jews um are being pushed well, away. They were pushed Israeli. away in the last few years. But, but not he's talking like this. about it. You should not go like to the this. reform and the conservative and strengthen their Jewish identity. They should feel completely that's Jewish. What I, that's what I want. I want really, I think that Anu should create a big hug yeah. to the reform and the conservative in the United States and, and have conversations about it. Just to know that somebody's listened to them. We do care for them. They are part of us. The fact that they're in the United States and they're not exactly going through the ways that the Orthodox community is going doesn't mean that they don't belong to, to our people. Uh, I think the bridges yeah, should be oiled in a sense yeah. that just to calm the atmosphere down. Because, you know, in the beginning, everything is shaking and everybody's jumping. We know it's politics. We know it's tough. We know we are only the beginning of this road. And there are many fronts to fight, many fronts to fight. But I'm talking about your position, our involvement, um our uh, relations with these communities because i don't think they always were they got the fair um embrace yes because there were you know 
they had to to confront many walls and they're not really accepted here but to cut the relations all together it's dangerous so i think that this is our job to do with these communities in the united yeah, states with you. Yeah. by the way you know i have I, I have like 50 students now uh, I don't know how many are Jewish, but it took two and a half months for some of them to come and tell me, I'm Jewish. <laughs> you know, it, I was like amazed. And by the way, my colleagues, the other professors, you know, it used to be that whenever there was something in Israel, they used to come, oh, what's happening? What's going on? They don't anymore ask me anything anymore. So there, you're right. There is a big change, not only among the Jews, you know, who feel kind of uh, not embraced, but of course, people who are non-Jewish, yeah. there's a big change. You know, we live in times that there are so many communities that are not accepted. There's so many immigrants, right. so many people are pushed out or running away from place to place. And the whole world is shaking. Right. And people feel uncomfortable and, and they're not safe. And I, I think that there's so many fronts to handle and uh, right. it's so hard to feel good listen america is not feeling good about many things you know they have enough uh, headaches uh, i think but, she's right you're right but whatever we can do in yeah. order to create uh, a positive environment to to our people or in in areas that we can do something about it we should so Kano can reach reforms and conservatives sure. in a gentle way to reach and somehow i don't know how it's a big thing to i know exactly so, 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 so they're, they're they're represented and and um and since we do all sorts of events right it's not just a museum it's public it's public programming and events we do all sorts of events for all different denominations and also for secular jews right you don't you don't need to belong to a denomination in fact right. in israel a lot of people have less of a need to belong to a denomination. Right. Okay, right. so so I think we're a natural home for everyone. I think what you're describing in academia is that uh, in certain circles it's become a liability to be Jewish. It's once again become a liability to be Jewish. Not to mention a liability to be Zionist. It's a huge liability to be Zionist. Yes. Okay. And I'm going and... around. You know, everything is out with me, yeah. my loyalty to Israel, my patriotism to Israel, me being Jewish. You know, I'm all over from with my students, with my colleagues, they know it, in my films. In, in, in some circles, especially if you're in the beginning of your career, there is a temptation to hide the liability, that is, don't identify as Jewish right. or Zionist. Right. We thought we'd never have that day again, but, but, but we're there again. Okay, it, we were hoping yeah. that this would never, that this would never rear its ugly head, but but it has, and and yes, we need to address these people, strengthen their sense of belonging, arm them with the answers to themselves and to others, right? Not be apologetic about who they are. You know, Jewish history is full of people who for for um, for uh, who are motivated to um, to disown their identity. Right. right. Mahler wanted to be a big conductor. He converted right. to Christianity. Yeah. Okay. So our, our history is full of that stuff, right? Yeah, but you know, but it's, I used to say Shanatova, you know, to the faculty. I said, you know, Shanatova to everybody. Happy New Year, Shanatova. Even said in it. They told me some 
friends of mine, Jewish, told me to stop. Why? You know, that's, that's not proper. <laughs> well, yeah, no. let's not. Well, let's of course not I'm doing it. Noise. Yeah, let's be sort of. So much politically uh, correct and incorrect, you cannot say anything anymore. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, don't, get start, don't, get, don't get me started on that. Yeah. On, yeah. on PC. Yeah. So I, I know that you're doing fantastic, and I know that I'm sure that deep down you are looking around, you know, what's happening now with the government, uh, how much they will try to put their foot in uh, interfering with programming, with whatever. So listen, in, in, in the 10 years that I've been here, eight and a half of those years were Likud years, okay? And there's never been there's never been a single instance of, and although we're 38% government owned, okay? Oh, so the government has 38% of our shares, okay? Yeah. And about 20% of our budget comes from the government, okay? In spite of that, there's not been a single instance of an attempt to interfere with content. And I don't think there will be. And if there ever is, we need to, we will resist and reject any attempt, if ever there's an attempt, to interfere with content hasn't happened yet um you know there was one instance in which i got a letter from the chief rabbi who was um, unhappy with one of the objects that we were displaying and i answered um politely but we didn't remove the object okay um but we but and that was the chief rabbi that wasn't government not everybody was happy when we opened on Shabbat. So this museum ah, right. until 2016 was not open on Shabbat. The reason, quite frankly, was because people wouldn't come. There was nothing to show. Okay, It was for financial reasons that we didn't open. When we opened phase one of our renewal in 2016, which was the smaller of the two wings, we started opening on Shabbat. Now, museums in Israel open on Shabbat. That's the status quo. Mm-hmm. All museums in Israel are open on Shabbat. Right. I think Yad Vashem isn't. Well, that's their business, okay? Israel Museum, Tel Aviv Museum, all of these museums operate on Shabbat. So they cannot single you out. No. We, so we took it upon ourselves. So, so we started opening on Shabbat, although we don't we don't use cash. You don't you money doesn't exchange hands. The gift shop is not open. The cafeteria is not open. It's just a very skeletal staff. But we're, we're all, and so when we opened on Shabbat, there was there was some um, I, I'd say pressure in the religious press. The Jewish museum is open on Shabbat. Museums in Israel operate on Shabbat. What's the big deal? But, but other than that, there was never any government attempt to uh, interfere with the content. And I don't think there will be. Yeah. If Halina, that, there is, we'll reject it completely. And well, you know, now in the beginning, they're threatening in so many things yeah. but you know they just spoke too fast and it will take time and i believe we'll some, down. some things will settle down but some things won't and we'll have to wait and see and know what to fight but so, at least there are avenues or venues regardless of the new government like for example what silly just point out about recent america jewelry a lot of them don't feel embraced or listened to um, this is really something that's it's really important, what Silly is saying to, to Rachel. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. A, a lot of times, I think, in the history of, 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 of peoples and religions, where's that point when it's different streams within the same people 
and then there's a split. Right. Sometimes it happens. Okay. Yeah. Where's that? Where's that tipping point where it's just too much? Where the differences are too much? Where the alienation is too much? Right. And how far are we from that tipping tipping point? I I'm I'm really concerned. Sure, like in America in general, look at the Republican and Democrat, it's really became like unbelievable. They already almost reached the tipping point, and now we have to be careful with American Jewry and us. But, you know, we... But but even within the Jewish people, uh, Tzili, you're familiar with the uh, Samaritans, the Shomronim. Sure. Right? So the Shomronim used to be Jews. There was a certain point in history where there was such alienation between the groups that it split. Okay. Where is that point, and how far are we from that point? That's what, wow. that's my concern. Right. Yeah. So, can can do you have any tools to analyze and know when this tipping point will? You no. know, and, and and I think it it also has. There's a lot of chance involved. Okay. So, uh, the Shomronim became a separate, but the Karaites, the Karaim, are recognized as a part of the Jewish people. Okay. Um, uh, Christian Jesus lived and died a Jew, right? And his followers lived and died Jews. Who knows it in Israel? Only posthumously were they declared a separate religion. Okay, so in history, there are examples. I don't think there's a pattern. There's a lot of chance involved. Where where, where does that split get recognized as a, as a full split? Okay, when do Shiites and Sunnis start killing each other? When do Catholics and Protestants start killing each other? Okay? Right. Where's that point? Can't we, can't, can't we look at it? them? Can't we look at them and develop, develop some, you know, research tools to look to those groups and maybe predict? I, I, I understand what you're getting at, but I honestly don't think that, there, that, that there's any analytical tools because there's too many parameters involved. It's timing and it's location and it's the, the, it, so, so many ingredients that it's really hard. But but what we do know is that yes, it happens. Okay. By the way, it happens. It did to take us. place and it will take place. We just need exactly. to stay tuned and close to this so we can address it when it takes place or just a little bit before. It's not that simple. It's so complicated. It's not an option and an answer. I feel we are in good hands, yeah. <laughs> if I may flatter you, and your and the Anu thing museum. I mean, let, let me let we we close it here, Danny. So. I really feel yeah, this yeah, in good yeah. hands. Let's stay with we, this. We, we, we do we do, the, we do what we can. Sounds like he's yeah. the Messiah, you know. Well, <laughs> sure, I'm looking for Messiah, do. and you know, I'm looking at you too, silly. Come on, you know. I have I keep the, reaching her. I she, have the donkey at home. The donkey. Yeah, right, right. So nice. Anyway, Dan, I don't know. You need a lot of strength. And um... Dan, thank you. We'll stay positive. Go and I'm... and visit the museum. It's wonderful. Put in all your family uh, roots and and uh, uh, history. So we'll have tons of archives of the Jewish people. Right. By the way, my personal family roots are about to expand. I'm about to be a granddad in May. Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. I can I can tell you it's amazing. <laughs> it's really a tikkun, what we say a tikkun for everything. It's unbelievable, the joy. So, yeah. Beshat of yeah. Our... And about the optimism, uh, Tilly, from, from the first time that we met, it was obvious to us that that's one thing that we share, right? We're optimists. 
Very. And that gives us energy to do things. Our, our, mm. our actions are motivated by optimism. If we weren't optimists, we would not love, way, love and love and love. The only way to handle everything is by keep doing. And you just focus on the good stuff and whatever you believe in and you do. Right, that's what Done. he's doing. Done. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I hope to see you soon. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.